Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It has been a little bit. I took a little bit of a break um, this past week, so I'm super excited to catch up with all of you and to just get back into the swing of things. Um, I hope that you guys have had a chance to catch up on all of our most recent episodes. Um, Some of my favorite episodes that I've recorded since I've started this have been the past few episodes. Um, I think my all-time favorite was the couples Q&A that I recorded. That was the last episode that just went up um, with my boyfriend, Zach. So if you guys haven't had a chance to go check that one out, I would 10 out of 10 recommend listening to that. Even if you're not in a relationship, it was, I feel like it was pretty entertaining and just kind of fun to get an insight onto a relationship. I feel like that's just kind of the name of the game. That's what we talk about a lot on here. So I know that you guys like that kind of content generally. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, And as you guys know, probably know, I haven't been really active on social media at all. I've been kind of like trying to detox a bit just because I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed with social media in general. Um, I just feel like I just sometimes I I just get I feel like kind of burnt out in terms of social media and I feel like since I started this podcast it's forced me to be on social media a lot more um and I feel like it kind of tires me out it's kind of just like a black hole and it just kind of like sucks you in and it's just like I don't know sometimes it's just a little bit too much and besides that I also just took some time off because I just wanted to celebrate and just like chill and just kind of be to myself and just kind of process um how I was feeling about turning 23 and you're probably like cool it's not that deep like you just turned 23 whatever but I think the past few years I've started to have like kind of weird feelings about my birthday um and I know a lot of people have you know mixed opinions on birthdays like some people go all out Some people absolutely love their birthday. It's their favorite time of the year. Some people love to spend an entire week celebrating. And, and, you know, there's some people that really don't like their birthday and and struggle with that every single year. And I feel like I'm kind of somewhere in between, like, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like the past few years, you know, when you turn 21, it's like a whole spectacle, right? And then you turn 22 and it's kind of like, okay. Like, yeah, 22 is cool, but it's not 21. And, you know, now I've been out of college for almost a year now and I live on my own. I pay my bills, you know, life just looks very different for me. And I feel like my life has been fairly quiet for a while. And so I think I kind of expected my birthday this year to be a little bit more like, like wild. And I don't really know why I expected that. I think it's just because that's what I've been used to. And this year was just a lot more calm and peaceful and kind of intentional and just hasn't looked like it has in years past. And I've just honestly, in true to form, I've spent like the past week and a half, two weeks, just really like kind of meditating and reflecting on kind of the lessons that I've learned, especially within the last year. And also just the lessons that I've learned and kind of the ways that I've grown over my 23 years, I've just been in kind of a weird headspace. Like I've just been, you know, like when you just kind of feel super zoned out 
and you're just kind of contemplating life and you're just kind of contemplating everything. Um, that's just kind of where I feel like I've been at. I've just been, I don't know, like I've just been really in my head and, and not in a bad way. I've just been really reflecting and thinking about my future a lot and what I want and ways that I can make changes in my life to get to where I want to get to. And so I really wanted to kind of talk to talk through these thoughts with y'all. And I thought that it would be fun and cool to just kind of do a little 23 lessons I've learned um, being 23. And, you know, I just think that that would be, it would be fun. It would be a nice switch up. And I think it would be kind of a nice way to, you know, wrap up this weird like little phase feel a phase of like feeling that I've been in for the past two weeks or so so I think that this might be a shorter episode than usual I'm not really sure I feel like I say that and then it ends up being super friggin' long but we're kind of just going to go through this. It's not going to have like a, a structure like our normal ones do where we kind of talk through different topics and move through them in a certain way. So I think I'm just going to talk about these, you know, one through 23 and and maybe we'll get into them a little bit more in depth, you know, depending on kind of where this thought, my thoughts take me. Um, I've, again, like I've been in a weird place mentally today. Um, so I don't know where this is going to take me. I'm glad that I pushed myself to record right now just because um, <clears throat> I feel like if I don't <laughs> force myself to record, it just won't get done and I'm just going to continue like marinating with these freaking thoughts and I, I just need to get them out. So the first lesson, this took me a while to put together, by the way, you guys. So I hope that you like these lessons. They're all kind of intertwined. Um, I didn't really pick on certain topics or anything like that. I kind of just thought about the first 23 things that really came to mind and things that I've been, that have been on my mind lately or things that I've talked with friends about or things that I've seen. So the first thing is that working on yourself is a non-negotiable, um, especially if you want a serious relationship. And this does not have to be a romantic relationship. This can be friendships, family, you know, whatever it may be. You remember, maybe it's a professional mentor. Working on yourself, working from within on yourself, I think is crucial to maintaining a healthy relationship with anyone and also maintaining a healthy relationship with yourself. Um, And like I said, this does not have to be a romantic thing. It absolutely does apply, you know, and we talked about this in the couples episode and we've talked about this a million times before, but you guys know that, you know, working on yourself and growing and evolving and kind of that, you know, self-induced kind of evolution, I think is incredibly important into, it's an incredibly important aspect in terms of creating happy, you know, long-term functioning relationships. Number two is it's never going to be what you think it is. Your perception is based off of things that you've already experienced. And so there's no way for you to know what your future is going to look like. I feel like this was a really important one because this is something I've been struggling (laughs) with recently. I feel like in the past year, I've gone through a lot of kind of silent grief 
in, in, in terms of grieving a life that I thought that I wanted for myself and realizing that where I am right now is completely off base from where I thought that I would be. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think sometimes that creates grief. You know, you're, you're mourning almost this person and that you could have been or this life that you could have had. And I think that that's really valid. And I think when you're in your early twenties, like that is so, I feel like that's just kind of a normal occurrence. You're constantly going through these phases and these changes and you're, you know, you may have a revolving door of friends and, and relationships and jobs and cities that you're living in. And, and just, I think that that's normal. And I feel like we kind of need to normalize that a little bit. And just to embrace the fact that it's never going to look like what you think it's going to look like, you know, you can envision this life for yourself and it can be beautiful and it can be great, but it's likely no, it's certainly not going to look exactly the way that you imagined it to be. And that's okay. And that's a good thing. Number three is do it scared and do it unprepared. Now this, y'all, is something I have been... It has been on my heart recently. I've just been struggling with, with this. And I saw a TikTok about it the other day. And, you know, I'm on the woo-woo spiritual side of TikTok whenever I do go on it. And this is so important and this is something I've been struggling with because quite honestly, so much of my mental energy is me thinking about and imagining and like daydreaming about running my own business and being an entrepreneur. And I quite honestly, Like, I could say till I'm blue in the face, like, I know that I can do it. I'm a boss bitch. I know that I'm capable. I know that I'm smart. I know that I'm resourceful. I know that I will figure it out as I go. I could say that. But I know deep, I'm struggling because I know deep down that I don't fully trust myself. And I'm never going to be able to make that kind of leap or that kind of change until I fully trust myself and just leave that power, you know, leave leave that sense of control at the door. And I just think it's really important to know that it's okay, you know, to do things without knowing how they're going to turn out and being unprepared and, and not necessarily knowing everything that you're supposed to do. Because the reality is, you know, we're never prepared for things. You're not going to ever be prepared for anything that you've never done you don't know, you've never experienced it. And you're never going to learn anything if you don't try and gain that organic experience. And you know, as I'm saying these things, I know in my mind, I know logically that all of these things are true. But it's so hard like that, you know, that brain to heart connection, it's kind of like the mind body connection. Like for me, sometimes I think it's hard. I think my my heart and my head conflict a lot. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys can relate. But you know, I think it's, it's okay. And it's okay if people question you and maybe don't necessarily support you at first, if you're, if you're looking to take this, you know, this big leap or this big change or, you know, break up with someone that you've been with for five years or switch careers and and maybe go for a job that's, that pays you a lot less than it pays you now, but you're not going to be miserable. Or maybe it makes more sense for you to, you know, move out of, you know, 
the big city and move back to your, you know, go back to where your roots are, whatever it may be, you know, those big jumps and those big transitions in life, people are always going to question you, but you can't let it influence your decisions because at the end of the day, it's your life and you can't live on other people's terms. Number four is that it's okay to change your mind a million times and ditch the life that you used to think that you wanted. This kind of ties into what I said earlier about grieving a life that you no longer are pursuing or that, that you don't have, right? And I think if your wants and your passions and desires, you know, if they're not changing, then I think that you have a problem, right? Because you're not changing or evolving as a person. It's natural that our passions and our, and our you know, wants and our needs and all of those things are going to change. All the things that we like, the things that we care about, the things that we really give a shit about they're going to change over time inevitably because we're always changing. Um, And I think that's okay. And I think that's also why a lot of people say, you know, it's a misleading statement when people say, you know, follow your passion, just follow your passion. Everything else will work itself out. You know, I think following your passions and following things that you love is incredibly important, but I do kind of understand the sentiment, right? Because if you're chasing this one passion, you know, say, you know, you're obsessed with fashion right now and you're like, okay, cool. Fuck it. I want to start a clothing brand. And then, you know, two years into it, you're starting up this brand. You're still in the startup phase and you start to kind of lose that fire for fashion. Well, then what? You know what I mean? I don't think, I think in terms of following your passions, I think your passions have to be, or they, they should be a little bit more guided a little bit intentional and and kind of, you know, all of the things that we like, I feel like have a common denominator in, in some capacity. I think all the things that we really, really, really genuinely care about have some type of capacity, right? Like if you're, if you're like, oh, I love travel, you know, I love skiing, I love, you know, hiking, I love, um, all that stuff. Like say, you know, you're one of those people, you're like, oh, I love all these things, but what's my one passion? Maybe it's like adventure. Maybe it's, you know, the outdoors. Maybe it's just being, being with like the earth and just being in your surroundings and just being grounded and rooted in where you are. Like, I think that's more of the kind of passions that I think we should be focusing on in terms of capitalizing on those passions to find out what we want to do with our lives, if that makes sense. And I did not mean to get super deep about that, but I think that's really something I've been trying to tap into myself because, you know, I feel like I have new ideas every single day. I feel like I'm just one of those people. I'm always constantly thinking of trying to find solutions and trying to find um, openings where, you know, you, you, where I could provide value in some way. And I think it's really important that those, you know, passions and those, those, you know, things that we're interested in are are rooted in kind of something a little bit less superficial, a little bit deeper than that. Number five is family does not always mean blood and blood does not always mean family. This one, this one is near and dear to my heart. I have very strong thoughts on this and some people may disagree and that's totally fine but that likely means that you have a really great 
you've had a really great experience with your family and you have really great relationships with your family and that's fine but I would remind you that that's not the case for a lot of people and so I think it's been a really you know important thing that I've had to remind myself about many times when I've you know looked back and thought oh well you know they're my so-and-so I I need to give them grace or I need to give them a chance and all that stuff but at the end of the day I don't I don't know that your family deserves any number any more number of chances than you know a friend or you know just anyone else that you deal with in your day-to-day life like what you know I don't know I, I that's just I mean you guys may or may not agree with that I just think you know I have people in my life that are not blood related to me and they have treated me and shown me that I am family to them more so than I could count on both of my hands. Um, like genuine, like actual family members, people that are blood related to me. You know, I've had people go out on a limb for me that are absolutely not related to me. And so, um, I just think that that one's important. And sometimes we need a reminder of that because I think, you know, depending on how you grew up, if you grew up in a kind of more old fashioned, more conservative background, I think sometimes it's really easy to, you know, fall into that mindset of, oh, well, they're my grandma or, oh, well, that's my uncle or whatever, you know, but we all are human beings and we all deserve respect. And, you know, if you're not getting that and you're not, you know, getting that, that love and and reciprocity or of whatever it may be, then I don't think that that's, you know, it's not, it's not like super valid. So don't stress too much about those relationships. I think society likes to place a little bit more weight on those things than, you know, we really should nowadays. Number six is there will never be a right time or a perfect time to do the thing. Again, this ties into something we talked about earlier. Again, I've been struggling with this a lot lately. Risks, moves, and changes all require you to just trust that it's going to work out in some way. And again, I think it all comes down to trust, having that internal trust, trusting your gut, your intuition, your inner voice, you know, whatever it may be for you, whether it's religion, spirit, it's just your, your quote unquote, your gut feeling. I think it's, it's really important that we just listen to that. And and I think acknowledge also that, you know, there's never going to be a right time. Oh, I just need to get the promotion. I just need to be making more money or, oh, I just need to wait until we move or, oh, I just need to wait, you know, next year or or the year after that, maybe six months from now, you know, we'll revisit this idea. I think we always are playing to the narrative that life is infinite and, and we all know that it's not. It's very finite. It's very fragile and delicate and it can be taken away from us at any point in time. So, you know, I think it's just important sometimes that we remind ourselves and this is something I really, really need to work on and I'm actively doing that, um, you know, there's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a perfect time for anything. It's just if you know in your heart that it's right for you, then you just got to do it. Number seven is instant gratification will be the death of us. That is not to say like, that's not supposed to sound like super emo and like um, dystopian, but like, I, I don't mean literally it's going to kill us, but I think instant gratification is something I was literally talking to my my friend about today, we were kind of just talking about how our generation is so wrapped up in convenience and, you know, quick 
satisfaction, just immediate, just instant gratification. Like whether it's, you know, going out and drinking and like avoiding your problems or, you know, you know, shutting down, you know, a good, you know, you have a good thing going with someone and you just shut it down because you're like, ah, you know what, this is too much work. I just want to go get back on hinge and just go fuck around and hook up with people. You know, it's just so much easier to be detached. And with social media, you get instant gratification, right? Because it's built to be addictive. Um, You know, I think we have so many things that are, that are in our lives that are so automated and so fast and they're built to keep us hooked. And, you know, I think we really just need to be cognizant of that. And I think placing those kinds of boundaries around those, those things, whatever it may be for you, um, just kind of placing boundaries around those kinds of, I don't want to say vices because I don't want to sound like biblical or anything, but like, you guys know what I'm saying. I think it's just really easy nowadays to just cave to habits that we know aren't necessarily good for us. And I think it's really easy to take the easy way out. I think nowadays, more than ever, it's easy to take the easy way out. And I think, you know, I would challenge you and I challenge myself to not do that and and to invest in yourself and whatever that looks like for you. And to just kind of move away from that, you know, you know, understand and and acknowledge and and be okay with the fact that good things take time, no matter what the fuck it is. Okay. Whether it's your dream job, getting into your dream college, the relationship, you know, moving to that city, getting the apartment that you've always dreamed of, getting a pet for the first time, like buying a car, like, you know, helping your parents with, with money or whatever the fuck it is, like in your, in your young adult life, just understand and and be okay with the fact that sometimes the best things do take a lot of time and you're not going to get that instant gratification all the time. And I think it's, it's important to remind ourselves that that's okay. And that doesn't mean that we're failing and it doesn't mean that we're behind, right? Like we're not behind the eight ball. We're just conditioned in this kind of era that we're in to want everything yesterday. Number eight is that people will always show their true colors at some point in time. Absolutely firm believer in this. I think at the end of the day, we can only control, we can only control what we can control. And sometimes the best thing to do is to just literally sit back and just let people do their thing. You know, if you have a friend that's being shady or, you know, you're on the rocks with somebody and, you know, you're worried about a certain situation, you're worried about how they're going to act, you're worried if they're going to screw you over, you know, you're worried that your significant other is going to go do something behind your back. I know that it goes against probably every fiber within your fucking being, but you have to let them. You just have to sit back and let them because... If someone wants to be an asshole, they're going to be an asshole. You know what I mean? And and I think, you know, in relationships, whether it's romantic or not, I think people are really good at putting on a front and putting on a show. Even people that I work with in my workplace are, you know, people love to act. And they can only keep up with that for a certain, you know, amount of time because acting's a lot and it's tiring and you can't, you can't hold a front for that long before you start to crack and people start to see through, you know, 
those those cracks and those holes. So I think sometimes the best thing to do is just to sit back and let people reveal themselves. And I think, you know, sometimes that tells us a lot more than, you know, we thought that we knew. Nine is that actions always speak louder than words. So don't make excuses when people constantly let you down, hurt you and neglect you. This kind of goes hand in hand with the one that I just spoke about. But I think allowing yourself to be, you know, hurt over and over again and expecting different results is really doing yourself a disservice because you deserve respect just like anybody else does. And I think it's important that we remind ourselves that we should be treating ourselves like we treat our loved ones. You know, you would never tell your best friend or your partner or your mom or your dad or your brother or who the fuck ever you're close with, oh yeah, you know, your shitty boyfriend that's, you know, telling you that you're ugly and talking to other girls behind your back, like, yeah, you should totally let him do that. Or, oh no, just give him one more chance. You would never fucking tell your girlfriend, oh, just give him, give him one more chance. Absolutely not. You would say 0%, ma'am, go get your shit back from his house, block his number. Like you would never, ever, you know, tell your friends that. So why would you allow people to hurt you over and over again? You know what I mean? Like we all deserve that kind of respect. And I think it's super important that, you know, we just kind of stick to that and just let people show who they are over time. They always, they always, always, always will. 10 is just because it didn't happen the way that you wanted to or expected to doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad. I've been thinking about this a lot lately and something that kind of came to my attention was that I was really starting to think about it and I realized that most like most things in life do not go according to plan at all. Like they don't. I don't think that I could I could don't think I could name literally more than 5 things in my life that have big things that have really gone according to plan. And I think that's why life is beautiful because what is rewarding and what is exciting if we, about, you know, life, if we always knew it was around the corner and if we always knew what to expect, because we always have curveballs that are getting thrown at us. And sometimes we're like, literally, what the fuck? Why is this happening? I don't understand the purpose in this. I don't understand the reasoning behind this. And that's completely fine and normal. I mean, I think that's, a completely human reaction, right? Like, but at the end of the day, I think we need to learn to embrace the fact that things are not going to look the way that we thought that they would. And that's okay. You know, I, did I think that I was going to go to GW for college? Yeah. Did I get in? Yeah. Did I go there? Yeah. But was my experience what I expected it to be? Absolutely fucking not. Like, not even close. Was it great in some ways? Absolutely. Was it really shitty in some ways? Absolutely. And I think as as people, at least for me, I feel like I tend to romanticize a lot of things. And I tend to romanticize experiences. And, and sometimes when they happen, it's almost like this immediate, oh, Like, seriously, like, this is what I was hyping myself up for so much. Like, it's almost like this, your, your, your body is craving this, like, rush of, like, adrenaline and, like, dopamine. You're like, oh my gosh, I've waited for this moment for so long. And then it happens and it's kind of like, 
oh, okay. Or, oh, that wasn't that bad. Like, why was I so fucking anxious? Or, oh, I mean, that was cool. Like, yeah, that was great. But like, you know, like with college, everyone told me, oh, it's going to be the best four years of your life. You're going to be so sad when it's over. Cherish every single moment. All of those friends, the people that you meet, they're going to, they're going to be in your life forever. I literally don't know what drugs y'all were on. Like those of you that told me that shit, absolutely not. You know, like it's just, and that's great if that was your experience, like good for you. But that was not my experience and that's fine. You know, like it doesn't need to look that way for it to be rewarding and fun. And, and, you know, obviously there's going to be heartbreak and, 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 you know, negative shit tied up in that, of course. But I don't know. I think it's, it's all about a learning experience. It's all about learning and growing and just appreciating, you know, reading between the lines. 11. Um, this lesson is feeling everything is better than feeling nothing at all. This one is incredibly important to me just as someone who, I really do identify with being very empathic and, and being a feeler above all. Like I, I feel everything incredibly intensely, uh, for better, or for worse. But I, I, I do think that there is so much beauty within feeling everything so deeply. Yes. The lows are incredibly pitifully low, and the negative feelings sometimes feel like they're taking you over. They're literally consume. They're all consuming. But on the flip side, so are the good feelings. Like so are the positive feelings, the excitement, the love, the joy, the just the magnetism of like being alive. And I think sometimes I definitely get into my head and I, and I get a little bit frustrated at, you know, the fact that I get really worked up over, over things that, you know, most people would think are seemingly small. But at the end of the day, I really can't be mad because number one, that's just how I am. That's like every fiber within my being is, is I'm just wired like that. Like I can't change it. So there's no point in like being pissy about it. But also, you know, I feel like I feel bad for people that, that struggle with that. Um, and, and, and struggle to feel those kinds of things because yes, my darkest points have been super dark, but I've also experienced some really euphoric moments like throughout my life, throughout my 23 years that I know, you know, simple or not, you know, I didn't have a, you know, crazy wild different upbringing. Like I grew up in suburban Pennsylvania, like there was nothing wild and glamorous about my life, but I think it's all about the way that you look at things. And I think when you are, you know, a deep empathetic feeler, I think you get to experience life in in a light and kind of in this like technicolor, it almost feels technicolor sometimes, you know? Um, And so I think that that's really cool. Sometimes it's really hard, but I think at the end of the day, it's taken me a long time to realize this, but I think feeling having big feelings and feeling everything is better than feeling nothing. Lesson number 12 is what you think is your reality because your perception is everything. This is something I've really come to fully, fully, fully understand and embrace within the past year or so. Um, I think my senior year of college was super 
transformative for me. And I feel like I kind of had an awakening and I've had probably 6,000 of them this year alone. Um, you know, going from 22 to 23, obviously that's not like a big jump, but for me, cognitively, I think it really was. Um, but I think perception really is everything. And I think I've seen so much change in my life, in my day to day, in the way that I feel, the way that I see things, the way that I think, you know, the way that I perceive time, the way that I perceive my future, the way that I just perceive like little inconveniences. I think I've really allowed myself to, sh- I've really changed my mind, the, the scheme of my mindset, I think a lot recently. And I've, I've made myself acutely aware of negative thought patterns and kind of that pessimism that is really, it really easily creeps in sometimes. And I think being aware of your thought patterns and being aware of the way that you see your reality and the way that you see your life, you know, you can wake up and make your bed and think, oh, fuck, like I have to get out of bed and I have to go get ready for work and I have to go to work and blah, blah, blah. Mind you, that was me for the majority of last year. I was very much depressed and I just felt like I was in this rut and I just, there was no way out. And I think I've had a complete mindset change where now I wake up and I think I'm so grateful that I get to sleep in such a cozy bed with like the crispiest fucking clean sheets that I clean every single week because I'm a freak. I get to wake up next to the person that I love. I get to, you know, go do my hair and brush my teeth in like my cute little bathroom with my like vanity mirror and I get to you know, go make a croissant and and my boyfriend drives me to work. So like, I don't even have to drive. Like it's all about framing that perspective. And, and in terms of work, cause that's obviously like a, you know, a big fucking factor and, you know, mental health and things that I've dealt with in the past year or so. I think my perspective on time has really changed because I think I've taken a step back and I've realized that I am literally just turned 23 years old there are people that don't even know what they're doing with their lives until they're in their 40s. And I think as a society, we're getting to a point where we're starting to kind of accept that more and and acknowledge and understand that, you know, and let young people know that you don't have to have your shit figured out at such a young age. You don't need to have clinical depression and anxiety and, and, and be on all these medications and be, you know, doing all these you know, doing a master's and, and going into hundreds of thousands of dollars in the debt and, and not even being able to land an entry level job and beating yourself up about it and calling yourself a failure. Like we don't, that's not the only path. Like it's really not, there's so much opportunity out there now more than ever. And I just think it's really important to just kind of frame, frame your mindset to cater to that. And I think I've really changed the way that I look at life in terms of I'm so limited, I'm so stuck because I think I've really allowed myself to realize like it's within my hands and, you know, in due time, I can make these changes and I can make these calculated risks and I can, you know, work towards these goals and I can get myself into a different situation that's going to make me happy.
Lesson 13 is be unapologetically selective with your time and your energy. Only put your time into things and people that fuel you, recharge you, and serve you in some way positively. I think this one's really big for me because I think when I graduated, I realized that I'm not as extroverted as I thought I was. And maybe it's like a phase that I'm going through where I just feel super kind of introverted and have been really like needing a detox just maybe it's a post-college like I'm just so burnt out I'm so tired from being social for four years um really three years because of pandemic but I don't know I think everything is an energy exchange and everything is an energy transfer whether you think it is or it's not every fucking thing every conversation you have every person that you hang out with everyone that you talk to that is an energy exchange. Everyone that you go out with, that is an energy exchange. You cannot, well, you shouldn't waste your energy on shitty people or shitty habits that, you know, because that only hurts you and, and, and your people at the end of the day. Because if you're wasting all your energy on these people that aren't serving you and you're probably serving them, you have no energy left to give to yourself, number one. And you have no energy, you know, positive energy left to give to the, the the relationships that you should be nurturing, the people that are filling up your cup, the people that are giving to you. And again, I mean, you, you can't pour from an empty glass. You can't, yeah, you can't pour from an empty pitcher or an empty glass. Like, I don't know what the saying is, but you have to be able to fill your own cup. You have to be able to take care of your own needs first and hopefully you have enough left over for the people that you love and the people that you care about. So I think that's super important. And I've really changed the way that I think about going out and hanging out with people and talking to people and catching up for drinks and all that shit. Like it's an energy exchange. And like, if I'm not quite honestly, like I have so much other shit that I could be doing, you know, rather than hanging out with someone that I really don't care about, or that's really not serving me in any way. And that's not like to say in a selfish way. It's just, I think you, you should be selfish with your time and your energy because that's, that's your currency. Like that's your individual currency. And I think that is what we, that's how, like, that's literally the value that we bring to the table every single day. So I think that's just something really important to think about. Um, especially when, you know, you feel like you have to commit to everything and you feel like, oh, if I say no, you know, they're not going to invite me out again or whatever. Just, just be cognizant of, what you're willing to give and what you're even able to give. Number 14 is missed opportunities and changed plans all happen for a reason. I think sometimes the universe is protecting us from what's around the corner and, and the curveballs that come with it are teaching moments. You know, sometimes we're forced to learn the lessons that we never thought that we would early on so that we can kind of get to the good part a lot faster. That's something I've been, you know, Maybe, maybe it's delusional. Maybe it's not. I don't think it is, but it's something I've really been embracing as of late. 15 is stop thinking that the perfect person is just going to come into your life at the right time and save you. That is not supposed to be harsh, but it kind of is like, kind of like bitchy big sister moment. The perfect partner does not exist. Okay, so if you're out there and you're single and you have this fucking checklist of 3,000 things that, okay, he needs to do this and he needs to dress like this. And if he does this one time, then we're going to break up and blah, 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 blah. 
okay, boundaries are absolutely valid. Non-negotiables are absolutely valid. There are certain things that you just should not accept from people. But I think you, people need to understand, like, you can have a magical, healthy, flourishing relationship with people that are not perfect. Because the perfect person is not out there. I really hate to fucking break it to you. They're not. But the perfect person for you may be out there, right? Like, there are people out there that are willing to grow with you and are willing to match your energy and are willing to meet you where you're at. And I think we need to, as a collective, start looking for those kinds of people and partners, friendships, whatever it may be. This I'm kind of more leaning towards partners because I think it's a little bit more relevant for that. But I think it's like everyone needs to realize like it's really like it's easy to get caught up in your ego and be like, oh, well, I want the princess treatment and like he needs to do X, Y, and Z or she needs to have this and that and she needs to be super fucking fit and like smart and, and you know, blah, 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 all that, whatever. It, it, that's fine if you have some type of standards, but everyone needs work and we're all a work in progress. So growing as a team is key. Like that's a key part of any healthy, flourishing, long-term relationship. And I feel like people, at least like maybe, I don't know. I feel like people, younger people specifically are kind of forgetting that because it's, again, I think it ties back to gratification. It's kind of like, well, why would I put in all this energy and this effort into this person? You know, they pissed me off one time or we got into this one argument, you know, I'm over it. Like I'm done. Like it's whatever. Like he's, he's canceled. He's toxic, whatever. Like I I don't, I don't know. Like I just don't, I don't really fuck with that. Like if someone's genuinely toxic and they're genuinely an abusive, like neglectful piece of shit, obviously ditch them, kick them with a fucking curb, whatever, whatever, babe. I'm not telling you to date a freaking psycho. You know what I mean? But like the perfect person doesn't exist and you have to be willing to bend on certain things and you ha- you have to be willing to grow with this person and sometimes it's okay to voice these things hey I don't like when you do this can we talk about it having a conversation about something can be so freaking important you know what I mean and, and also picking your battles you do not need to nitpick every single thing that your partner you know does whether you've been together for 20 years five years or six months, like you don't need to get on each other for every single little thing. I think it's important to just kind of bite your tongue sometimes and just, does it even fucking matter? Because nine times out of 10, it's stupid and it's it's small and it doesn't really matter. And the last point that I'm going to say on this is only you can save yourself. Like someone can inspire you to do so, but it's all like the balls in your court. And so I just think that's an important reminder that I think sometimes people just need to kind of get back on track a little bit. And I think it's really easy to think that the grass is greener on the other side, you know? And I think at the end of the day, if, if there are lessons that you're refusing to learn and, and, you know, things that you're refusing to work on in your current relationship, they're just going to come up in the next one. You know, you can change your place. You can change your location. You can change the person you're with. You can change whatever, but if you don't address those root issues, they're just going to come up all over again. It's just kind of like, what was that all for? You know what I mean? Number 16 is comparison will kill your self-esteem, your happiness and everything in between. So stop comparing yourself to everyone and just listen to your heart. I feel like that's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. 
17 is your ego always wants to win the battle between your head, your heart, and your spirit. Um, this is really big for me. And I feel like, especially recently, I've been working really hard to try and figure out the voices that I hear. <laughs> you guys are probably like, bitch, what are you talking about? The voices, like, you know, that internal monologue, that kind of, you know, that voice that kind of guides our decisions, that guides our thoughts and, and our feelings. You know, your ego always wants to win the battle. And I think learning to kind of decipher what the ego is telling you and, and knowing how to silence it is really important. Important. Um, for example, I think for the most part, I think our ego just tries to get us to self-sabotage. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'll use a relationship for an example, but if you've ever been in a relationship with someone and, you know, you get into like an argument and it brings up maybe feelings from your past and you feel like you just want to run, right? It's like fight or flight fully kicks in and you're just ready to throw in the towel. It has nothing to do with your current partner. It has nothing to do with what they did or said. It is all about your reaction because you were triggered by something and you are, your body is telling you, run, get out of here. They're bad for you. They're just going to do what the last person did to you, blah, 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 blah. That is self-sabotage. And that is your ego telling you, you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look dumb. You want to leave them before they leave you. You want to leave them in the dust before they can do the same thing to you. That is not what you should do in that situation. And I think it's so easy for us to get tied up in that. And I've gotten tied up in that shit a million times before. But it's what, it's like, it's what forces us to pick fights when we know that it's wrong. It's what pushes us to say where we're miserable because we're scared of what people are going to say about us. Like when people are, you know, miserable in their job or in their marriage or, you know, they just, where they live, they just, they're just pissed. Like, they're just like, what is this shit? Like, how do I end up with this life? Right. It's what keeps people stuck. It's what keeps you there because, oh, well, I can't move. I can't break up with them. I can't get divorced. What's my family going to say? Oh, I can't move to this city because you know, what are my friends going to think? I'm going to, I'm going to be alone in a new city. How am I going to make friends? No one's going to like me right? Like no one's going to have this kind of personality, all this stuff, all of these negative fucking thoughts that we have. It's all driven by ego. It's all, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look hurt. I don't want to get hurt. All that stuff. It's what pushes us away from our truth. And so I think really, I think I've been asking myself a lot with the thoughts that I've had and with the decisions that I've been, you know, thinking about making, I, I'm really being cognizant and aware of the ego and, and tr making sure I know, you know, what that little like devil on my shoulder is trying to tell me versus what my gut is telling me, what my intuition is telling me, what my heart is telling me. You know what I mean? Obviously all within reason and within logic, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think our, you know, our feelings are logical. They're not supposed to be logical, but Anyways, your ego's shitty and just be aware of that and just know that sometimes we have to try to silence it. 18, what you think about other people has nothing to do with them. It's all about you projecting your own feelings about yourself. Um, I think I reworded I think I worded that wrong. Wait, so no. 
what other people <laughs> I'm like having a mind my mind's like in a blender right now no no what you think other people think about you is a projection of how you feel about yourself so like when people are like oh they think I'm annoying oh they hate me like oh I got a weird vibe from them you know, they must think I'm weird or I'm cringy or my personality is too much. Like all those things have nothing to do with that because you can't assume that people feel a certain way about you or think a certain way about you unless they literally tell you their face like you're, you're freaking weird. Like I don't like you. Your personality is not my vibe. We just don't mesh. I don't like hanging out with you. You're not my friend, all this stuff. Like you can't assume they think that these, they think that these things are true. So it's like, most of the time, we're just quite literally projecting things that we feel about ourselves, which is kind of sad. So give yourself some grace. Like, no one thinks that you're annoying. And if they do, like, fuck it. Fuck them. Like, whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only point that I had there. I don't know. Like, my brain's, like, getting, like, wonky, you guys. But we're almost done. We're almost done. I'm almost done rambling, so I know. I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk, but... 19, um, people don't care as much as you think that they do. In fact, most people can give a shit about you or what you're doing. I think it's called like the spotlight theory or the spotlight effect. Um, I think as people, again, it's about your ego. We always think that people are watching us. They're waiting for us to make our next move. They're, you know, worried about what it is that we're doing and they really just don't care because the reality is we're all tied up in our own shit. We're all so worried about what we're doing as individuals that we don't really have the time or energy to worry about other people. Number 20, you are doing so much better than you give your give yourself credit for. This one is so important and I love this one. I think it's such an important reminder, but just know you're doing so much better than you give yourself credit for. You know, sometimes it's the little wins that are important. Like you got up today, you made yourself breakfast, you know, you went to work you maybe you didn't maybe you went on a walk in the park with your dog maybe you you know did some research maybe you listened to a podcast that made you feel good or maybe you're doing some research on how you can start a business or maybe you did some job applications because you want to start a new job like whatever it may be you're doing so much better than you give yourself credit for and I think that's super important 21 grief does not only happen when someone dies you can grieve a lot of things we talked about this a little bit earlier but it's okay to grieve. And I think grief is something that's so present and it's a very complex, deep emotion and feeling. I think it's, it's probably one of the more complicated things that we feel like as human beings. And I think there's like science behind it. And I actually know that there's science behind it because Zach is literally taking a class on grief right now. Um, the psychology of grief, but Sometimes, you know, you grieve a life that you didn't have, or maybe you're grieving a relationship, you're grieving a breakup, you're grieving a friendship, you're grieving the person that used to be, you're grieving your innocence, you're grieving a relationship with a parent that doesn't really exist anymore, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always have to be someone passing or or something dying. Sometimes it can be, you know, a spiritual death or uh, like a non-physical death. It can just be the death of a phase or or you know, a relationship or a period of your life. Number 22, I love this one. And then we'll get to 23, which is our last one. It's ending on a positive note, but this one's a little bit feisty. Um, I don't, 
again, kind of like a bitchy older sister PSA, but people are not hot and cold. Okay. I am a firm believer that mixed signals are bullshit. They don't exist. Um, no one will give you mixed signals when they're a full yes. Like if they're, oh, I'm into you 100%, that's a full yes. Okay. Um, mixed signals just is not a thing. No matter in what scenario, obviously it's, it's mostly relevant in terms of like dating and like all that shit, like flirting, talking, whatever. If a guy, a girl, whoever is giving you mixed signals, no, they're not playing hard to get. That's not a thing. Playing hard to get is bullshit. It's, it's attention seeking behavior. And also they probably just like the chase and they just want your attention and they want some type of need validated and fulfilled that they're not getting elsewhere. So if you needed that reminder and you're just talking to somebody that's breadcrumbing you or is making you feel, oh, well, they did this one day and like they made me feel like so amazing this one day and then the next day they ignored me like what's up with that or oh, they're flirting with this guy at the bar and then the next day they're doing this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm, yeah, no, unfortunately, that's a no from me. Um, if they're being hot and cold, it's a no. If it's a yes, it's a yes. If it's maybe, it's a no. Like, that's just my my general rule. And I hope that none of y'all are in that kind of, you know, situation, no matter what it may be. But just don't go for things and, and people and opportunities that aren't a yes. If it's not a yes, it's a no. If it's not a yes, it's a no. If you don't love the fucking shirt at the store, it's a no. Like, don't, just don't invest in anything that is not a 100% yes. You know what I mean? And don't let people, don't invest in people that aren't investing in you 100%. And that brings us to number 23, which is the last cute little note that I want to end off on. I can't believe that this freaking episode is as long as it is. It's kind of insane. Um, all the past episodes have been so long. Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying that rather than dreading it. Um, I don't really mean for them to be this long, but being that I had guests on, like, I just kind of should have probably known that they were going to be a little bit longer. But anyways, 23, I think this is my, I wanted to end on the most kind of important, positive, reinforcing the fact that life is way too short to spend every day worried, anxious, stressed, and unhappy. And... We could all just be gone tomorrow and and that's not to say like oh I I want I don't want everyone to feel like this existential dread but it's like truly like we could all be gone tomorrow and what would you have to show for it like would you look back at your life and be like holy shit I'm so proud or I'm so glad I did that I'm so glad I made that jump I'm so glad I stuck with that person I'm so glad I changed jobs I'm so glad that I you know started doing yoga, whatever the fuck it is that you guys need to do, you know, I think it's incredibly important that we just maintain that kind of happiness. And lastly, baby steps are okay. Just make sure that your intentions are in the right place. And I think with that, you can start making steps in the right direction so that you can truly, genuinely be happy and fulfilled. I think that's the most important thing, no matter what it is, whatever it is that you are trying to take co like cognizant 
you know, intentional steps towards, whether it's for your career, relationship, just self-development, whatever the F it is, like education, whatever, just make sure that your intentions are in the right place. And I think that is, you know, the cornerstone of all of that other positive change and, and getting rid of all that unnecessary anxiety and stress and worry. And I feel like that's something I've really, um, really come into recently. I feel like I've honestly become a much more chill, like laid back person as of late, because I feel like I've just started to kind of release control and just understand that there are certain things that just are not within my power and the things that are within my power, I can change them and I can mold my life into what I want it to be. And there's no reason that there should be any limitations on me. Like I'm, I can do whatever I want pretty much within reason. And, you know, that's a really exciting and happy thing. So with that, you guys, that was the 23 lessons I've learned since being 23. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this one. Definitely a longer episode, definitely structured a little bit differently. Um, But I really just kind of wanted to uh, kind of mark this phase and kind of period in my life where I'm really looking back on and just kind of reflecting and thinking about all of the really important lessons that I've learned the hard way for the most part. And yeah, I just hope that you guys can relate. Maybe you took away a little bit of advice or just kind of, you know, listened with me and maybe you're in a similar phase in your life or, or maybe you're about to turn 23 or your birthday's coming up. And, you know, I know it can be kind of a hard time for some people. So, you know, if you are somebody that kind of struggles with your birthday, um, my heart goes out to you. I definitely felt really weird this year for the first, not, mm, kind of for the first time. And I'm just kind of learning to cope with that and like knowing that it's okay. And and it is just another day. It's definitely a day that should be celebrated and it's important, but you know, sometimes we place a little bit too much weight on things. And I think it really just is what you make it. If you want it to be a big spectacle, then you go make it a big spectacle. And if you want it to be just kind of a chill, reflective, meditative time, then just let it be that. So with that, I hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I will see you all next week. Um, You guys know if you want to shop any Clear Stem skincare, you absolutely should. They've been running a lot of special promotions recently. You guys know use my code SENSITIVE for 15% off at checkout. You will get 15% off your order, anything in the store. Um, As you guys know, you can leave a rate and review um, on Spotify and Apple, wherever you guys are listening to your podcasts. I really hope that you guys are enjoying and I love you all so much. I'll see you next week. Bye.